Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kerman. We're here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. Max, I just saw you drink some sort of giant smoothie or something. No, it's a big iced coffee. Oh, okay. That is a very large cup. Are you going to be jacked now? Oh, yeah, a lot of caffeine. Uh, very jacked for this episode. Though I just exercised and I don't ever uh, do squats. What are your take on squats, guys? <laughs> like, Do you care about your thighs, what they look like? I have naturally nice legs, so I never have to worry about that. <laughs> I, I have really good legs. People always comment on it who see them. Do I? I think I have good legs too. They're kind of people say they're kind of skinny though. Like they're yeah, not enough meat mine on the bone. Are, what do you think? Yeah, mine are better than yours. But yours would be too <laughs> skinny, I would say. Oh, interesting. interesting. Wow. I yeah. just I just never cared um to do any squats or anything like that. So I tried a couple and now I am so fucking sore. Like I can't like sit down. It hurts. I did like three of them. Isn't squat for your butt though? Yeah, but like inner thigh or your butt or something. I don't know. Maybe I did it wrong. My form is probably pretty bad. Are they called quads? Those things like the, the big muscles? Quads. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. Yeah, that's what they're called. The tops of your thighs are aching, right, Maxie? Yeah, exactly. I figure like why do I have to exercise my legs when I'm walking around or going for runs all day long? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to do another level of exercise when it comes to weights involved and stuff? But how do you feel about your butt? I think I have a great butt. Yeah. But how do you think about your how do you feel about your butt? It gets commented on a lot. Well, it used to. Like back in like <laughs> you know, about 15 years ago. People would comment oh. on it a lot. That was a thing. You used to wear those booty shorts every day I to work. Did. So <laughs> yes. that actually helped a lot with the compliments. No, but it's a weird thing like people would like women would say I have a nice butt. <laughs> and I found it like odd how brazen they were allowed to be with saying that. <laughs> you felt objectified. I don't like in a good way, I guess. I, I liked it. I took it as a compliment. 
But he was objectively thrilled yeah. that people were commenting on his butt. And uh, I, I feel good about my butt. I've never had issues with my butt. I, I feel like it's like. <laughs> no one asked you, Mike. <laughs> what? I thought he put it out to both. Yeah, it was coming around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's always served its purpose. It's never let me down. But speaking of looks, I, I wanted to, because before we started rolling, we commented mm. that Mike has a mustache right now. Yeah. Shane has a mustache right now. I was mm-hmm. at home visiting my folks, uh, and I went through the drawer with all the old photos, and my dad looks so cool because my, my dad like kind of before I was born had a big kind of afro and a beard and 70s clothing and stuff like that and then I started thinking about uh, how you guys want to how, how I think you secretly want to look really fucking cool so your kids will be able to go look at photos and go wasn't dad and mom weren't they so fucking cool do you guys <laughs> consciously think of that when you're taking photos to be like oh yeah our kids are gonna see us and think that we're so beautiful and so cool is that is that a part of your legacy building when you guys are taking photos and thinking about this stuff I just think in general you want to look cool and when I do see a photo if I happen to look cool I sometimes think, oh, I don't look that cool in real life, but in 20 years from now, whatever the equivalent is to Instagram or social media for them, they're going to post that, and I'm going to get Mm. a lot of comments like, oh, your dad was hot, when (laughs) I'm not that hot as I looked in that photo, but they're going to cherry pick the photo where I look the hottest to do a weird humble brag. Like, look at how good my genetics are. Your butt is in every photo. Yeah, it might just be my butt. <laughs> close up on my butt. <laughs> Which would be a weird flex for a daughter to just do a close up like that. Yeah. <laughs> my dad had the finest ass. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I think, I don't know. So to answer your question about like posting photos and thinking you look cool, like when our future children or when our children look back from the future, I, I have this thought where I feel like I'm like, like, I like how I look right now. I do like how I look. I feel like I'm in a good pocket. A couple days on the Peloton. You ready? To go? <laughs> That's all it takes for Mike. One day and he's ripped. In his oh, life. baby. I, but I, I don't know how long it's going to last. Like, I like the way my mm-hmm. face looks. I, but I'm not, I'm like, is it, I, do I got a year of this? Do I got 10 years of this? I don't know. So I'll take every chance to sort of capture these moments with my young children now in case it like it all goes downhill and I, I look back on this time and I'm like, oh man, yeah, that, that was the that was the prime moment right there. I don't know though. Who knows? Maybe it goes forever. I feel like I've seen Mike's dad and I have a good mm-hmm. uh, idea of what he looked like in the 70s mm. and 80s. What, yeah. what did Shane, what, what kind of style did your dad have? He had long hair, believe it or not, which I know you don't know him now, but knowing him now, it seems so odd to think of his him as a man who would actually mm. listen to rock and roll music and have long hair and be really skinny. But yeah, <laughs> he definitely had a few years where it was just like a completely different person. Whereas now he's, my dad's a big guy. He's six, two-ish, but like a very big figure and, you know, pretty chill. Hmm. Did you, do you guys remember that that phase? I feel like it happened on Instagram a few years ago where everyone was just posting hot photos of their mom, like when she was 30 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Were you searching a specific hashtag, Max? I actually don't recall this moment. Was this just in your normal searching? No, I feel like it was a trend going on for a oh, while. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe all right. People stopped doing it or something. But maybe I was looking for a hashtag. I don't know. I've got a good question. Okay, who do you think you're better looking than your dad was at this current age that you are now? Oh, great. Great question. Ooh. Um, ah, it's hard to say. I mean, my dad was rocking a big, like, 70s fro. And and so it's kind of a different thing altogether, I think. But he did have cool 70s style. And he was, like, kind of sleek. And he, he was, like, you know, all the photos of him are, like, wearing, like, old, like, bowling shirts and stuff like that. Like, stuff mm-hmm. that, like, I think looked really cool at the time. Um, 
I think different flavors. It's hard. It's hard to say. I don't know. And I've had. And by the way, I have more opportunities to want to look good. So the fact that he kind of just like looked like that all the time, whereas like for me, if I'm getting my photo taken, I'm I know it's going to end up on the internet. I know I'm trying to be fashion forward, interesting, hitting all the right angles. I think I think we all have an advantage on our parents. So maybe that means the parents are actually just better looking because they weren't even trying because they weren't thinking about the photo because that was going to be developed three months later and then put into a <laughs> box in a closet, you know? Yeah. What about you, Mike? I think I'm aging at a slower rate than my dad. So I think when my dad was my age, I think he looked older. Maybe that's just my perception of him. Mm. But I think like Max says, like, we all we eat better we're sort of more aware of ourselves we're all of us like just through like social media we end up on camera a lot more than our parents did like max said maybe someone takes a photo twice a year of somebody back then and then it gets developed and so like there's only there's so many like rare that you'd end up seeing sort of yourself in a photo again but mm. we're, we're more conscious of being on camera which is also kind of like uh you know you, you wish for the old days where you didn't have to think that much about it though i will say despite roy's uh diet and his uh, cigarette intake roy had a crazy amazing body <laughs> like oh my god he like, did Roy was so fucking ripped yeah. like throw everything yeah. you just said out the window mike because you're like despite we know more about diets and stuff roy was jacked <laughs> you didn't need to know about diets we just no. need to take mike's perfect face and put it on roy's perfect body you got a It'd perfect man I bet you his ass was amazing. Yeah. Roy had a beautiful oh, yeah. ass. Like, better ass than or maybe it was Shane's ass. Yeah. Oh Shane's yeah. Ass. Max's chicken legs. <laughs> 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 okay, so hold on. Let's go through this. Perfect man. Uh, Mike's face, Roy's upper body, yeah. Shane's ass. Okay, my my legs. That's pretty good. Well, it's a taller person too with your legs, Max. Yeah, so, so, that's uh, true. Like now we've got a Veerman that's like six foot. It's 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 quite uh, something to be reckoned with. Um, but yeah, no, my dad looked great in t-shirts, man. Uh, like oh, honestly, God. he never wavered. Like like you say, he was ripped up until the end. Shaney, this now comes to you. Do you think you at your current age are better looking than your dad was at his age? I'd like to think so. I'd like to yeah, because I'm 38, and I think that's when my dad was starting to push like just not care about fitness or diet or anything. Yeah. But I think if you take the best year of my dad's life looks wise versus my best year, I do think my dad would win. Mm. He had one like amazing year where he looked like <laughs> Elvis or something. <laughs> she has that story where he used to think the photo of Elvis that your mom had on the wall was your dad. Yeah. I had this picture of Elvis, like this big Elvis head where he's just looking into the camera <laughs> and I thought it was my dad. And then just one day I learned, Oh, that's Elvis. My my parents, by the way, were obsessed with Elvis. Elvis pictures oh, really? all over the house, always watching the comeback special, Blue Hawaii. I've been to Graceland twice. Wow. Yeah. What's that like? It was, I was young. It was pretty cool, though. I thought the way he lived was fun. He had like 12 television sets, and he would watch them all at the same time. And it was just like a fun place to live in, especially if you're a kid. He lived like a big child, and he ate cheeseburgers right, right. for like every meal and yeah, it was fun. It's in a dangerous part, though. Uh, if you are going to Memphis, there was a murder at our hotel that we were staying at while we were there. What? What? Yeah, it was. It's not in a good area. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, this was thirty years ago. Did they find the killer? I don't know. Um, yeah, I know. This feels like a podcast. Maybe. <laughs> I know. We could do a true <laughs> crime podcast. <laughs> The sketch artist did. All they saw was the silhouette, and it was a perfect butt of somebody walking away. <laughs> I'm the number one suspect. For years, they've been looking for you. Yeah. Um, guys, um, I had a question, and I've been, I could have asked you know, other groups of friends, 
uh, or you know, texted manager Ash about it. Do you guys know what Wordle is? No. Oh my god, yeah. No. Yeah. I just this just, okay. sounds like an app. You you can talk about this, but I'll, so my experience with Wordle is I started. No, I don't seeing, know what it is. I have no. Oh, idea you it don't. Is. No one knows what this. Okay. I have no idea what it is. So please tell me. I start seeing this thing pop up. I think in the last like four, 24 hours, 48 hours, it's like our friend, good friend, John Popolis, who does the pedestal and obviously uh, the sketch show with us. He, he started posting like his Wordle score and I'm like, what? And then other people started posting it either in their story on Instagram or like on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, whatever. I don't think about it again. I'm in bed with my wife last night, my very pregnant wife. And she's like, Hey, have you seen this uh, Wordle? And I'm like, what? I'm like, you too. You got like, you're into this thing now. I'm like, explain it to me. It is a game that comes out once a day and it's like five columns of words and so the first column you just put in like a letter say it's like an r if r is in the the word it will give you the r if not it's off the board you get a shot at the next line to try and figure out the word so you get five shots at this word by eliminating letters but i guess people are so into it because only one puzzle one word puzzle comes out a day so people wait Mm. for this puzzle to be released and then they get they brag about their scores so if you guess the word on the second line that's like some elite shit. It would seem this is the way Danica was explaining it to me. Okay. And then people are posting their like scores. Like if they got two out of six or five, I don't know how many lines the word puzzle is, but if you don't guess it by the last one, that's it. You, you didn't get it. Failure. Wow. And who is this for? I don't understand. I thought I it was going to be more interesting than that. No, it's just kind of like, who, who do you think it would be for? for? I don't know. People like pops who want to brag about how <laughs> smart they are and post their score every day. <laughs> He is in Mensa. He is in Mensa. He is? I imagine... <laughs> the joke there is... It'll be the first thing that you learn about him. But he... Uh, I think that the thing with the game is it's like it's very much like like um, Wheel of Fortune or any sort of like word puzzle where you kind of like... Or bumper stumpers. You know, like just like people that like that stuff. What is interesting to me is how many people seem to be doing it. The fact that you've heard about it, Max, you know what I mean? It seems to be entering your orbit. Uh, if anybody who knows Wordle out there and is really into this and wants us to discuss it more... You'll have to tune into another podcast because we're going to keep it moving. Good tease. Uh, <laughs> we're, never, we're, <laughs> we're never discussing Wordle again. Ratings are just through yeah. the roof. <laughs> this is where everybody just stopped the pot. Uh, well, what's interesting about this episode is Max, our trusty producer, uh, you threw it out to the group that you told us all to bring three topics each, which mm-hmm. I thought was a very fascinating thing. And I was like, I wonder how we're going to do this. Do we each pitch like one of our topics? Are we only going to do three topics or are we doing nine topics today? How do you see this playing out, Max? I don't know. Let's start he talking. Know. No, I don't know. It's a bit of an experiment. So um, I love an experiment. Uh, uh, Mike, go ahead. Give, give me one. Oh, Okay. Well, okay. First of all, I mean, the one thing I think we are going to talk about is the passing of Bob Saget, uh, Mm. known affectionately as America's dad, as he was the dad on Full House. So we can discuss that since we're here. And then I've got my three topics outside of that. But before we sort of get to me pitching my topics or one, what were our thoughts when we heard about about Bob Saget? I learned about Bob Saget. Speaking of John Poplis, who we just mentioned in Wordle, that's how I found out. He, he in a group chat that I have with um, him and Shane, he just he broke the news. I was uh, I was watching basketball and I was like, huh, that is kind of crazy. Like he felt, if not young, at least not old enough that you would get expect to get like a Betty White esque news update. So it felt very sudden and weird. And I started reflecting on his career, which was a very weird career. You know, he's mm-hmm. a stand up comedian that you know has no sort of like notable bits or, or like specials that people sort of like hold in high esteem he's just a very professional respected comedian who sort of won the sitcom lottery and then hosting lottery with america's funniest home videos and then sort of made a fortune and and kind of just 
coasted on that rep for the next sort of 30 years, but beloved by his peers. Other comedians seem to just love him as a human being and as a funny person. They all talk about how funny and generous and genuine he was. So it was a very interesting sort of thing to frame. I never, let's just put it this way. I never thought I would spend an hour thinking as much as I thought about Bob Saget and going down sort of the rabbit hole of his life and his biography. Uh, what were your thoughts when you first heard, since I was on the text chain with you, I'll ask you, Shane, what were your thoughts when you well, first Well, I'm heard? just wondering, like when Norm died, we all looked up his Conan bit, his famous Conan bit with Carrot Top. Yeah. What do you, what are you going down the rabbit hole and watching like America's Funniest Home Videos clips of like guys getting hit in the nuts? And, like Bob, great throw. Because he did the really funny uh, voices. He did the I voices. Think really, it's like, oh, oh man, got me in the nuts. <laughs> oh. It always ends with my nuts. But is that what you were looking up? No, I, I basically networth.com. I just wanted to know how he'd done over the course of a long career. <laughs> what, what did he have? I'm curious. What, how much cash? What, do you guys want to guess? Okay. I'm usually pretty good at this. Is this off color? I don't know. The man's passed. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Go um, I'm go- Okay. Uh, let's work this out here. A hundred million seems too high. Fifty million could be perfect. Could be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm reading Mike's face a little bit. Fifty million could be perfect. <laughs> evil mastermind. Bob was currently touring, but he did whatever it was, like seven seasons on Full House from the late '80s to the mid '90s. He did America's Funniest Home Videos for something like eight years, and then they just had a revival on Netflix. So he he did good. Like I feel like he I feel like he did he did good. Just to frame that in your guess. Okay, so now I'm going to split the difference based on this new information. And say seventy-five million, Max. Maxi. Yeah, you know you're you're onto something there because whenever you hear about like network money from the '90s, if you were a star of network television TV like show in the '90s or in the early 2000s in the heyday, like you were making so much fucking money. Um, poo. And like Full House was a big deal. America's Funniest Home Videos went forever. And Full House has never gone off the air. Like it still runs and he gets paid for that show. Right. Like I've, there's never been a time in my life where I don't think I've come across a full house, like rerun somewhere. I'm going to say like $120 million. Okay. Well, the answer, and now I feel like I led you guys astray. I set it up too much. Shane, when he said 50 million felt like the perfect amount was correct. That was oh, the perfect amount. Fuck off, Mike. Then why, I'm sorry. Why you take I... me in another direction. <laughs> Because here's I thought the you thing. Were going lower. When I said fifty, I looked right yeah. at your face, and your eyes yeah. lit up like holy shit. <laughs> it did. I, you nailed it. But I was trying to save you because I thought you were going to keep going down. So, but I sh- I went too no, soon. No, I was going to stay thought, at fifty, but then mm. it seemed like you were trying to help me out. Oh, I was, but in my in a misguided <laughs> way. I, I realized the minute you went up, I screwed you. I was up. done. No, listen, I threw it to Max. You got the win. You <laughs> got the win. Max, what would you have guessed if I didn't intervene? Oh, it's so hard to say. I'd say like roughly between fifty and hundred. But then, yeah. But then Shane kind of staked that middle area there, so I can I had to go over. Yeah. Um, Maxie, what did you what did you think when when you saw Bob had passed? Or I guess we didn't really frame Shane. Shane, you're asking what I was watching, which the answer was I just was looking up networth.com. What uh, what what were you thinking when you saw that news? I was pretty surprised. I was trying to get him on this Family Tree podcast. So for really, real? that's yeah. Wow. Uh, What's his a, a, is it because he was the dad on Family Matters? Was that the angle? I know he has a wife and children, but uh, I, I guess this, this he also sounds he bad, also but... he also wasn't the dad on Family Matters. That is a totally different <laughs> oh, show. With a, the dad's a cop. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised because unlike with Norm, where it seemed like Norm was very ill to look mm. at, Bob seemed like he was in great spirits, looked good. He was Instagramming every day. In fact, the night he died. 
He just said he came off one of the best shows of his life, did a two-hour set, didn't even realize it. We don't know the cause of death at the moment, right? No. Do we? No. Okay. But well, maybe we on should. podcasts, yeah. when I listen to him talk about his family history, he always mentions how he's surprised that he's even alive because he has four siblings and they've all passed. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's so, sad. so like the one sibling died in the 30s, the one in the 40s, and the couple died like when they were babies. Mm. You know, I think, um, okay, so I feel like when I was a kid growing up, there were moments in my childhood where I realized that some of my heroes weren't the kind of the squeaky clean people I thought they were. And I remember like, you know, loving the Beatles and then kind of growing really upset when I learned that they did drugs because I was like very mm. anti-drug, right? And so I'm like, mm -hmm. what, you mean they did heroin? It almost like broke my heart when I found out that like all the Beatles or like or John was really heavy into heroin or, the, or some lyric was alluding to something, some kind of drug. I remember that. Um, and a similar feeling happened to me, I think, as a kid because I used to watch Full House all the time. And then I remember like seeing something about Bob Saget's stand-up special and I was like, how is he talking like this? This is so vulgar. This is not my dad. This is not yeah. my TV dad that I know him to be. Um, so I remember like as a kid, like just thinking that his like career is sort of confusing, but also kind of like, you know, opened or pull back the curtain on what it means to be a comedian where it's just like, OK, you're a stand up comedian and you're good because you're quick on your feet. You're clever. You're sometimes crass. You know how to do that. But the real way to make money and have a career is this entry into sitcoms or just like something that has a wider like you know commercial taste uh so i remember like bob saget being one of the first people to like kind of turn that light on for me where i'm like oh wow okay that's the way comedians do it where you say shane so the Beatles and Bob Saget were two of your heroes growing up? Yeah. I mean, I watch well, – what do you think about it? I mean, they're obviously – I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I like when anytime someone dies to make the story better, it's always he was my hero. No, like in no, no, not, not The hero. Beatles he and Bob Saget. No, but I just remember being like 11 or 12 or whatever it was and then seeing his stand-up and going, oh, this isn't the same guy that I thought he was. That's all. Yeah, he shows up in the movie Half-Baked. That's and right. There's a scene. There's like an AA scene where Dave Chappelle shows up and he's talking about how he's addicted to weed. And then Bob Saget stands up and he's like, weed. That's that's not a drug. I'm you ever suck dick for weed. Yeah. And he talks about how he sucks dick for coke. I remember I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Here, but I could see why that would turn young Max off. Did you see that movie? Half fake? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't think it was part of my uh, my movie watching. No. Well, if you knew Bob Saget was in it, you were probably first in line. <laughs> I, you know, that scene is obviously like a very, that scene was the first time he sort of discovered this comedic angle where he would sort of like, um, the bit became playing against type, like America's dad. Mm -hmm. So he would say that. Mm -hmm. And people talk about the scene. Like, I remember being a kid and being like, did you remember that? Like, it was kind of a thing, right? Um, and then that became a part of his stand up and sort of like knowing people came to see basically America's dad use swear words and talk about sex and all that stuff. One of the things that I took away sort of, and this kind of always happens, but it's a, it was kind of a little different with, with, with Bob and it would seem the way people spoke about him, like his peers and people that love him, people like John Mayer. It's such a cross-section of people like John Mayer. Obviously, John Stamos um, uh, said some kind things, but 
and it always makes me think i always reflect personally as i'm like people were so they just talked about how he was like so giving and how like pete davidson released a statement and it's like they talk about how he basically was the guy that always reached out in text and always wanted to make sure you were good and that he sort of occupied this space it seems in showbiz where there's maybe not a lot of authentic relationships bob seemed to be this genuine authentic guy in the way that people sort of explain their relationship to him and so like one i think that's like obviously a very beautiful thing for his family who i'm sure are hurting and it's so tragic when anyone dies unexpectedly uh but it made me think like god damn i'm like am i reaching out enough like if i died tomorrow are people are people going to have kind things to say about me or is it going to just sort of like be this quietness you know it's like oh that's that's too bad you know what i mean like i go like what kind of person am i being right now or in my life or historically that people will talk about me the way they're talking about bob am i being a good friend am i being a good partner am i being a good father am i being a good brother all of those things you know it's like am i being a good grandson it makes me think it made me think about that as i was sort of like reading about bob and listening to what people say do you guys ever think about that how will people speak about me when i'm gone and what am i doing to sort of contribute Shaney, we'll start with you. Yeah, I do. But just to bring it back to you, I think even if you weren't reaching out to people, they would still have nice things to say. They might just say, oh, although he doesn't reach out or although he didn't reach out as much as I would have liked, Mike was still a nice guy or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stop it. I, I'm just tearing up right now. Um, <laughs> well, that, was be- that was beautiful. It's a, it's a long time before yeah. I'm, I hope I have to think about your eulogy, but it, whether you reach out or not. I would say some very glowing things about you. Mm. But yeah, I think about my death a lot. uh, How many people are going to (laughs) show, what people are going to say, how long the legacy lasts until it's just back to normal. Well, I think with with Bob saying, he he was probably in an interesting position because he – He'd done so many different things, so he was able to offer a lot of wisdom, and and like I'm sure he had a, like a lot of highs and lows, and a, just a ton of experience to share, and a lot of money too. So it's like if you're a young comic and the older comic who's like made you know fifty million dollars is like picking up the bill or offering to fly you out somewhere or is yeah. you know buying the round of drinks for everybody and then checks in on you the next day. Like he's actually in a position to be that person, and not many people are really right. Like I, I think. Uh, he he kind of occupied a unique space probably for a lot of those younger comedians, but yeah, I do think the check in is is such an easy way to make people feel good. Um, I know I really appreciate it, and so there's been a, a times where um, older bands will will check in or say hi or congratulate me and, and Arkells with, with something we've done, and I always think it's like oh god, that's just like the coolest classiest thing, you know, like uh, Ben from Billy Talent, for instance. He yeah. he always sends a note. Um, if we've if our Kells have done something, I'm like, oh, what a classy move, and I try my best to be that that guy for younger acts as well. But um, yeah, there's not, nothing, yeah, nothing like a good a good check in. But does it ever feel like they want something from you? Because especially if someone's in a band, it could be like, hey, just checking in, and no. then it inevitably leads to need an opener. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's the cool thing about Ben from Billy Town checking in. Like, Billy, Billy Town's not op- opening for Arkells ever. Uh, you know, and they're, they've had a massive, huge career. <laughs> and- that's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he checks out the first episode yeah. ever. <laughs> no more check-ins for Max. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was inter- interested that John Mayer had that long post. I had no idea that they had such a close friendship. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Has Chappelle said anything yet? I haven't seen anything. I've, not that I've seen. Yeah, no. but to, but uh, when these things happen, 
Actually, Max, you are actually pretty good about checking in. Like you, you, the way that like you, you know, these people that occupy a space like that, where you get a text like, Hey man, how you doing? Just, you know, checking in. You actually do do that kind of, I, I think you are somebody that kind of does that a bit. I, I don't like, I, I should do it more, but it's almost like if somebody reaches out, then it's like, Oh, like let's engage. Or I'm so much more of an in-person person. Like mm. if, if somebody's like, like, if I'm like, Hey, do you want to go get a pint or grab a bite to eat? Like I'm, I'm there, like I'm present, but it's hard for me to do like the, the texty kind of like back and forth surface thing, you know, unless somebody reaches out and then I'll be like, Hey, look, let's, let's have a talk mm-hmm. or whatever. But Shane, are you someone that does that text reach out kind of like always checking in on your people? I don't like to have a lot of friends. I like to keep it five or less. <laughs> on, on, on any given day, are Max and I in that five-person rotation? Mm, great question. Well, yeah, just the fact that you have to ask shows how like unclose I am with people. Because yeah, you, you guys are like one, two, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I would think yeah, I I check in from time to time. I I almost talk to you guys so often that it I don't need to check in. Yeah. Because if I'm checking in, it's like we just spoke yesterday. Why am I checking in? I should say there's different styles of friendship too, right? Like there is, mm-hmm. for instance, like I might be texting 45 people in a day, which like mm. maybe that's a big number. Maybe that's an embellishment, but like I wouldn't be surprised if like or or manager Ash. Ash is probably like in like no joke 85 text change with different groups and people, uh, and I think Ash is one of the best friends you could ever have. Also, though, uh, like Matt Savelli, Savelli's like the doctor, you know, our friend. he's not a great texture or, or not. That he's not a great texture, but that's not him. And, but he's mm-hmm. one of the best friends we have. Like he, he he is always he always shows up. He's always there when you need to. He's always uh, someone who will listen to you and offer advice. Um, and he's not a great texture. So there's I think there's just different ways to be a good friend. Yeah. Max, how, how big would you say, you, you know, Shane likes to keep five friends. What would you say your tight number is? Oh, my tight number is like five. 38 <laughs> my top 38 yeah. oh I'll, okay my top 40 yeah, yeah yeah you're in the top 40 for sure shane nice uh shane give give us a topic what do you got okay um i had it open here on my phone is max canada's bob saget <laughs> agree or agree or disagree they call bob saget america's dad could max be canada's uncle mm. discuss Ooh, i like canada's uncle that's good uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was watching um, King Richard. Um, mm. Have you guys watched that movie, by the way? I want to see that. I almost rented it the other night. I was eyeing it, and I almost did it. Oh. Tell, well, give it to me. Is it good? I I loved it. Um, though I was furious with Book Club Maddie, uh, and he'll probably listen to this uh, this pod. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up our text ch- ch- chain right now. Mm. Okay, I I really loved it. it. It hit me emotionally to the to the degree that I don't think I could be a father because I'm. I just too emotional about everything, uh, and you know they get into and your hatred of children and that and my hatred of children. Yeah, yeah that doesn't help. The emotion is anger. <laughs> You're saying it like it's, it's tears, but it's like fucking, yeah. fucking hate them. Um, but I thought it was. Uh, I I liked. It. I thought Will Smith was great, and it really you know showed. I mean, their father Richard Williams is an insane person in many ways, but also really determined. A really loving father, really just a complicated person. Also, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna add it to the list of um, movies that Uncle Max plays for his nephews and nieces. Like <laughs> biopics. Is, yeah. Oh my god, it's definitely on the biopic list. I'm very excited to show Ellie and uh, and Lex that that movie. But um, I, so I watched the movie. It's like after midnight. I text Mandra Ash and um, 
Book Club Maddie. We're in a group together. It's called The Uncut Gems because that's Book Club Maddie's uh, favorite movie. <laughs> I go, just watch King Richard. Really loved it. What a story. Because like, here's the thing. With famous people like that who have been in our lives for the last 30 years, you don't really, or the, maybe 20 years, the, the Williams sisters, you don't, you kind of take for granted how incredible they are. What are you laughing about, Shane? Sorry, I'm just laughing at how f- instantly we got off the topic of is Max Canada's uncle? <laughs> it was just ignored, and we're 20 minutes into a, a text on King Richard. But yeah, I don't care. Go. <laughs> No, I'm sure this relates. This ties in perfectly. I will somehow. bring it back. I will bring it back. Um, okay. Let I'm the sure. man work. Let me, yeah. Um, and then Ash goes, oh, nice. And then Matt goes, booklet Matt goes, oh, really? I thought it was fine. And I'm surprised how many people whose tastes are like mine agreed. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, oh, very Hollywood, but tug the heartstrings. Yeah, that didn't really happen for me or the other people I know who saw it. I thought the script was kind of bad. Way too long. And there was no story development or character development. And then I was like, I stand corrected. It was like, oh, Richard Williams is crazy, but they never really showed him as that crazy. Cover, and they covered up most of the bad stuff about his life. It all felt kind of inevitable. And then I go, and I, go I will correct my feelings. No. No, 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 no. Now that I've been corrected, I stand corrected. I'm just explaining why I disagree. Anyway, he got right into this, like, it was after midnight. He was telling me that my feelings were wrong. I wanted to fucking kill him. Um, but anyway, my recommendation is... Uh, that you should watch King Richard, despite what uh, Bookla Maddie says. I had an interaction like that with Matt Frookman also. Oh, really? Where What's we it? did a we and it was again, it was after midnight. We did a podcast, and he was telling me how I was being insensitive about something, <laughs> and then he went on this topic on why he wasn't sensitive, why he was so sensitive about this topic, and why I shouldn't have brought it up, and brought you into it, and how you were the source of his sensitivity, Max. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is uh, normally I don't talk about that stuff. I knew it was bad. I should have edited it out. I go on and on and on paragraph. And he was like, I'm just fucking with you, man. He's like, I just totally changed it. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was like 1240 a.m. at this point. I'm like, motherfucker. Like, I got sucked into this. I'm like, wide awake. That's I learned my lesson, you know. He he kind of reminds me of Popless. Do you get in conversations like that with Pops as well? Yeah, we, like he'll say something. You've seen it happen in real life where <laughs> I'll he'll say something, he'll ask me a question and I'll go, "Yeah, no, I disagree." He'll go, "All right, I'm I'm just saying." And I'll be like, "I'm just answering." He's like, "I don't. I don't." And we'll have this like bickering relationship back and forth, and that's kind of like how Max and Brookman were just having it. Mm, the um and yeah. Pops and I talk a lot, so there's a lot of text exchanges. Like, for example, recently he showed me a short film, and Pops said, I know you're going to love this because I, I know uh, your style. So I was like, really? And I looked at the, the film, and I hated it. <laughs> and I was just like, no, I think this is terrible. And I just was, like, very Frookman-esque. So, yeah, I guess I can be Frookman-y, too. <laughs> By the way, another similarity to uh, to Pops and Frookman. Frookman is so so smart, though, that he would laugh at somebody who's a Mensa member. He's, like, above Mensa. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, Mensa? No big deal. You know, uh, whatever. Wait a second, wait a second. This We literally just took a 10-minute detour around whether you can be Canada's uncle. I'm into that. I'm into that title. Uh, Mike, do you think So, I wait, am? there wasn't a tie-in? There uh, wasn't a, that that Frookman thing was completely unrelated. No, because uh, we were talking about King Richard. It reminded me of me not being a father. I can't be Canada's dad. I can be Canada's uncle. And I I, th- I thought of King Richard because I was thinking fatherhood is just would be too emotional for me. 
So, hmm. so, so Canada's uncle feels right. Oh, that wasn't exactly clear getting into that, but <laughs> nice try, Max. Okay, so Mike, what do you yes. think about this topic I came up with? <laughs> Max being Canada's uncle, is the, does he have the fame within our country to mm. be notable enough to be Canada's uncle? Or is he just missing the cut on the fame? I think he. I think he's famous enough to be Canada something. I don't know if he wants to be the uncle. <laughs> is uncle cool? Is it too old? Do you want to be? Seems like he wants to be. Does he want to be Canada's older brother that kind of gets you beer at the liquor store? Like I don't. I like there. There's got to be a better title than uncle. Uncle feels a little like. I don't know. You don't always want your uncle around. Mm, depends on the kind of uncle. You know, but the last episode he was so uncley, and you know, <laughs> it's he... true. It's true. So it feels fitting, but I. Are are you famous enough in the country, Max? Oh, that's not for me to decide. Mike, you you can you can tell me. <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> oh, I can't comment. A real humble guy would say no. <laughs> hey, Mike, I want a topic from you because I wasn't. To be honest, you know, I wasn't that impressed with that last topic. I know we're trying something this wow. episode, but uh, mm. is Can- Max Canada's uncle? Eh, whatever. Mike, give, give what do you, what do you got? It got a good laugh when I first brought it up. Just because you have a shit internet connection, that's what killed it. Your Frookman story wasn't lighting any fires either, man. Um, all right. I'll go with this topic uh, since Will Smith did come up in the last topic. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Fresh Prince has a reboot as a drama. Mm. Uh, I don't know what network it's on, but the trailer just came out. Uh, and have you guys seen the trailer yet? of this yeah it's been out for a little while I, no. I think i saw it like um a while ago or is this different what you saw so this is a fascinating story what you saw was a a fan-made trailer that reimagined fresh prince as a drama so some guy basically oh. shot a fan-made drama a trailer <laughs> then then they decide will smith everybody saw it it went viral they decided to develop an actual drama based on fresh prince based on a fan-made trailer so come on they, really yes so they've been shooting it they've been developing it the trailer for the actual show just came out uh in the last like 24 hours so wow. that is now it's like a two-minute full trailer it's got all the beats of fresh prints but it's very dramatic and, but wait 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 yeah, yeah you thought max that the will smith like young will smith even though it was edited from the old footage as a drama that that was somehow going to come back and be a real no, show no. that exists now? Shaney, that it wasn't edited with the old footage. A guy shot himself as the Fresh Prince character and made mm. a dramatic trailer oh. as like Fresh Prince with like a you got you got a shot in this house because he got out of Philly. But it's like a guy cast himself and made this trailer and it's very dramatic oh. and it went viral. I thought it was how sometimes people uh, no, 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 re-edit no. the Shining trailer. And no, okay, this like makes that. more sense. Is that guy cast in the new show? <laughs> no, which is also fascinating. And I don't know if he gets a development or a creator credit. I, I haven't looked into it, but it crossed my mind as I was watching the trailer. This is not my subject. The subject, as I'm watching this trailer, which is very dramatic, and Uncle Phil is like, you know, very like, you got one shot here in Bel Air, you know, and and he's like, I just got out of Philly, and there's like guns involved about why he has to leave Philly, which is way different than the the sitcom where it's like the basketball bounces on the head, and it's like, you know, you got in some trouble, had to get out of the neighborhood. This feels like violence of some sort, so it's it's as dramatic as you imagine any sort of HBO show would be, but with all the Fresh Prince characters, Ashley, Hillary. The guys Kelton. did pick Will up though and spin him around <laughs> in a violent manner, <laughs> and uh, and Carlton is very like sort of menacing. He's like. 
this is my town. Like, this is Bel Air. Like, he's with all the rich kids. It's very, it's fascinating to say the least. That's not my subject. Here's my subject with that in mind. If someone were to make a, 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 some sort of, um, um, what do you call it? A show or movie or intellectual property about your lives. Would you want it to be a sitcom mm. like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or like the HBO drama style retelling of your life? Which would you prefer if someone was to take Shane Cunningham's life story or Max Kerman's life story? Do you want it retold in a sitcom or in a dramatic sort of HBO style peak TV show? This is a great question, Mike. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shane's furious about my my love oh, and admiration on. for Mike's topic. <laughs> um, so it's I, I mean it's not bad. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think um, I you know I think about my favorite shows and the stuff that I just like like being around the most, and it's usually pretty feel good. The, um, it's usually funny. It's usually a little bit silly. Um, so I think I'd want it into like a Curb Your Enthusiasm kind of delight where like it's not too heavy. They're sort of poking fun at people's foibles. And mm. it's uh, I think I think that's the angle, like a sort of mockumentary style with a little bit of heart. Maybe someone's a little bit misunderstood. So I'd go down like the Curb, curb Your Enthusiasm uh, route because I, I do really look up to Larry David. Shaney boy. I always tell Alex that my life feels like the movie A Serious Man, mm. the Coen Brothers movie. Mm. So I feel like that's the vibe of my life. So I don't know if that's what I'd prefer, but that feels like the most fitting for me to be that Coen Brothers vibe. Yeah, you're because Coen Brothers movies are funny, but they're also somewhat intense and serious and kind of complicated and really smart. And I think you're all those things. I think you're funny, smart, somewhat intense. In your own head, hmm. I can see like there's an episode where there's a psychotic freak out, maybe. Um, and okay, funny and smart was good. Like, <laughs> you could stop there. Like, why does it? Why does it always put me on a pedestal and then it just devolves? <laughs> like poor grooming. He's smelly. Like, just, <laughs> no, I, didn't say that. I, think you're, I know, you're but right. it was headed there. I can tell. Thanks. <laughs> oh man, Mike. What about you? Yeah, I, it's funny. <laughs> Well, okay, so two things. I almost, like, listen, like, the HBO treatment, or is my life, it, has it been dramatic enough for that? Is it interesting enough for that? Who knows, right? Like, you almost need, like, real sort of interesting stuff to happen. But I think that there's enough sort of quirky, weird stuff that it could be a sitcom. Like, I think my dad as a sitcom character is a lot more entertaining and light than he would be in, like, a drama about the choices he made in his life. I think he's a lot more fun as, like, a Roy Boy-type character in a sitcom. Same with my mom. Also, my life has been kind of this weird thing for the last couple decades where it's like, you know, I was like, I was in Hamilton. I was a waiter at Swish LA. And then I entered a VJ search and got on TV for a weekend. Then I became through that. I became a television producer, like a commercial producer. And then from there I was in like a band that got a record deal and went to Africa and toured all over. And like, I, then I like, and then I had a TV show like where I was hosting and I interviewed all of these famous people for a podcast. Like I've, I've had all these weird adventures packed into the last couple decades that they almost feel like episodes of sitcoms where you could actually be like, this is the time Mike did this. And this is the time Mike did that. So it's almost like my life has been episodic in a way with the things that I've been fortunate enough to do that I think it could lend itself maybe to a sitcom or some sort of like serialized telling of the show. If does that track for you guys? Mm -hmm. Or do you think that's, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I was playing like a trailer in my mind as you were talking. Like, mm. He's a waiter at Swiss Chalet <laughs> who's plucked from obscurity and tours the country. Not before going to Africa, though. And here's his dad. And like I could 
I could see that. I think, yeah. Yeah. Your life would be really good as a serialized dramedy. Okay. Dig it. I, I like this. I like this a lot. I like the idea. And I think my trailer is more Curb-esque. Like me just sort of getting into <laughs> yeah. funny situations, meeting other famous people, being sort of misunderstood, sort of just like walking around, not really doing anything all day. You know how Larry just does that all day and he's just sort of going up for lunch with friends? Like I really identify <laughs> yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, li- I like that. And Shane, yeah, I think yours could be more Coen Brothers-esque. Uh, a, little, a little more serious, a little more dark but interesting and funny thank you (laughs) accepted (laughs) thanks for not going anywhere more to go (laughs) this brings us though to max's topic you've been throwing you know shane gave his i gave mine yeah let's hear them yeah what did you bring teach um before we get there though i love 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 this idea of somebody creating their own trailer and it getting made and when we talked to our friend documentary filmmaker brent hodgey He's who's always chasing down the next doc to make and finding a good story. He he said like you know he just makes trailers like from you know footage he finds on YouTube where he's like this is what the show what this is what the documentary will look and feel like and based on a one minute trailer you can really tell a story and get people excited to make to, to, to you know turn it into something real and this is exactly what this uh, Fresh Prince creator did which I think is so fucking cool. I was hanging out with the doctor. Um, Matt Savelli the other day and he was telling me about all of his like stories about living life as a academic and the conferences he goes to and like the funny personalities that he deals with in, in other departments and what it means to like do your own research and his situation is somewhat funny because he has um, his research is in the history of mental health in post-war Yugoslavia uh, and it's after World War II, and it's such a specific thing, and there's only one other expert mm. in the world on this, so it's just the two of them discussing this one very niche <laughs> matter, and I find that to be so funny, and like it's just the two of them giving notes to each other, but I was like, oh, this would be a really funny TV show, because you could, you know, and, and if you're also a professor, you're like the hot prof at the school, and, and like, you know, everyone's sort of like, you're kind of famous at the school, because everyone's sort of looking up to you, but you're also like, you know, only famous. So you in think that. any professor can be a hot prof? Well, he's he is the hottest prof, in my opinion. But I'm saying that, like, <laughs> I think professors in academia have a certain like weight around certain kinds of mm-hmm. people and a gravitas that is very uh, like celebrity like. Is that the right word? <laughs> gravitas. No, yeah. I, I think it's the right word, but I, I've never heard it said that. <laughs> gravitas. Gravitas. And you might be saying it right. Because yeah. I'd say, say gravitas. That gravitas. might be wrong. Gravitas. I say gravitas. gravitas. Yeah. Um, so what I what I want to pitch to you guys is do do we develop a trailer uh, based on the life of an academic going to conferences around the world, being a celebrity star on campus, uh, the various relationships mm-hmm. you have with the other professors uh, and, and your colleagues, but also your adversaries? Could this be like a fun Veep style show? Because I was very excited about developing it yesterday when I was talking to him. Does this have legs? <laughs> There's three things. <laughs> One. Of course not. We're not going to be making our own trailers. But <laughs> could this could this be a show? Yeah. But we're obviously not going to sit down and make our own trailers. Why not? And three is this because it's just it feels like a waste of time. Like what's the <laughs> point? Like we're we're going to be making trailers that takes hour and hours of our life, and then to put it on YouTube in the off chance that Will Smith or someone like him <laughs> sees it and likes it. No, we'll have a better. Like, that's game like plan a zero point one percent chance. No, we, mm-hmm. we'll feed it to the to the networks. HBO would love this kind of thing. It's smart, highbrow stuff, you know? Where's the drama? Yeah. 
it's it's there's not drama it's more it's more veep it's more like these these people are funny but and smart but also kind of stupid and vain not that this professor is that so it's oh it's about the it's about the eccentricity of professors yes exactly so so it's almost like it's like community but with professors yes exactly gotcha oh, i never thought about the community part i guess that's been done already see i'm trying i'm trying to i'm trying to help you develop your idea here max i don't want to dismiss it as as quickly as shane but i and also shane is right we're not going to make a, a trailer out of nowhere but i do think you just got to figure out the beats and what exactly it is that 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 you're doing okay we'll workshop this uh, off air if anybody listening has any interest in uh, in developing the show with me just let me know if you if you especially if you work at hbo <laughs> or, or showtime yeah was this your topic or or no no it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't no no okay no. <laughs> what's the topic okay um d- depending on how we're doing for time there's uh two two ideas um <laughs> one i well the first idea is uh those french canadians that uh, were partying a little too hard oh, on the air transit yeah. flight down to Cancun. Did you follow the story, Shane? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and uh, what I liked most about this story is because set it up, set it up for the listeners um, in case people don't know they might live out of country. So basically, um, these these young people from Quebec, they look like they're somewhere between like nineteen and twenty three. They look like university students. Um, all influencers, right? All, oh, they're all influencers, and they uh, chartered a flight from Quebec down to Cancun. And there's and they posted footage of the of them on the flight partying, uh, smoking, drinking on the plane. You're allowed to drink on the plane, but like they had like snuck in like bottles of liquor, I believe, uh, in the aisle. Have you seen the footage? Yeah, it's insane, right? Like, what were the highlights of the footage? Would you say? I've only seen a picture of it, but that picture said a thousand words. So I feel like I got the vibe from the photo. I didn't know there was video. The, the controversy is these people were partying like it's spring break on a chartered flight. So it was just these influencers on the flight booked through some sort of company. The issue is not that because people party on private jets all the time. The issue is that in Quebec at the time, everybody was in extreme lockdown. Are you laughing at the way I say Quebec? <laughs> yes, I can tell. <laughs> Quebec. I was trying to say it with a little bit of gravitas. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah like in in, in uh, now you got me all self-conscious. Quebec, 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 Quebec. 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 Yeah, Quebec. I just say Quebec. Quebec. Yeah, okay. Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. Maybe I'm saying yeah. everything wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Alex Quebec, Alex Quebec. Okay, so in uh, so in where they're from, uh, in a French place in Canada, <laughs> in a, where they speak French primarily, uh, um, it was in an extreme lockdown. Meaning, like common people literally weren't allowed to go outside at certain times of the day because of how bad COVID numbers were, and then. You know, all of these influencers are basically flaunting the fact that they're not only doing what they want, but they're traveling out of Quebec. They're kind of doing their thing. They're having a great time. So there's this big uproar. Like, are there different rules for different people? And then also just all of the the the, the natural anger that comes with people seeing young influencers just sort of like live their best lives and people just be like, fuck these people. That's sort of like where it's at. Right. Nasty? Yeah. And what I loved about it was that uh, I think it was Air Transit was was the airline that had, uh, Sunwing. Sunwing that flew them down. Yeah, they did an investigation and they were like, "You're not coming back with us. If you want, you, you got to find yeah. some 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 way else to get to get home." And then another airline, maybe it was Air Transit, were like, "We're also banning them." So I I found this to be interesting because a lot of times when one company says we're not serving a person it's like actually a zero sum game where it's like, Oh, so that's someone else's customer now all of a sudden where it's like, okay, mm. what, what you're not going to have, we're going to take, and we're going to make that money on the flight. But I liked it that the other airlines were like, I'm also not doing that. Fuck you. So I thought that was just kind of a cool example of corporations who you normally don't have much sympathy for uh, working together to say, fuck you to these kids, which, which made everybody <laughs> felt bad, felt good back, back in Canada. Um, 
Shane, was there anything about the story that jumped out to you? Have you been that person before? Because it also made me think about the times uh, in in our travels where like maybe we've been a little ostentatious. Like we, we basically went down to Miami a few years ago and spent the whole time <laughs> in the pool at a baseball game because they had they have a pool <laughs> at, at the what stadium. And that was really fun. Yeah, uh, I guess we were allowed to do that. But Shane, can you think of any time where you're like, oh, my God, was I ever this this kind of person that I was at the, the French TikTok in Quebecois? A TikTok influencer? Yeah, I think everyone's had our Quebecois moment where we're <laughs> influencing a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely, but never on a plane. A plane feels like a sacred place where yeah. you just don't do that. You're, there's also no escape, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to jump out of the plane. So I only like doing outrageous things if there's a door and I can leave and I can get... <laughs> kicked out and it's fine like you know we've you and i max and mike we've gone to like a karaoke bar and gotten you know you know how you guys are around microphones like you wouldn't leave the stage and we've been kicked off and then it's fine it's just like almost a cute thing but on an airplane it just seems so dangerous and harassing that that's a line i'd like to think i would never cross especially if i did cross it if there was 30 other Shanes being equally as wild, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right. But also, you don't want to strand a bunch of kids over in Cancun. I think seems you do. fun for... I know, you absolutely do. <laughs> but what if they need food and water <laughs> and they don't have out. accommodations? They're, they're like entitled influencers. Let them figure it out. But what if they don't? Well, you know, sometimes that's how you learn hard lessons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think they're going to feel bad if one of these kids dies. They're not going to die mm. down there, yeah. but they're going to have to, you know, spend an extra. <laughs> I know. like how Max's screen right now is frozen moment. on him, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, I think the reason people were so delighted that Sunwing, one, refused to bring them back. And then I guess everyone, you know, the idea of them sort of like being held accountable in an age where it feels like nobody's held accountable. We're in a weird time because there's like, there's obviously, what are you laughing at right now? But you just get to stay in Cancun. It's like, we'll show you. You're trapped in Cancun with all of your crushes, like who's all influencers. That's a fantasy. Who picks up the bill though? I do wonder, like, because they're going to probably have to go back to the hotel. Like, what, the influencers? Yeah, I think they have to pay. they probably went down there for free. Mm. So then uh, that's what I'm saying. For the extra week until they figure out this plane situation, it's like, are is it the, uh, do they have to pick up the bill? I mean, ultimately, I think people enjoy it because it's like there's some sort of semblance of accountability when it seems like there isn't very yeah. much for people that live if like they're that. they're all influencers, Red Bull or something will sponsor it. Like, yeah, whoever, these people party harder and longer with Red Bull and then they'll fly them back or something. Mm. Yeah, they'll be all right. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I think as a story, it sort of was the perfect little thing where everyone could be like, ha ha, they, you know, they got what they deserved yeah. or whatever. But they're but in they'll, Cancun they'll and they're enjoying it. Wouldn't you yeah, think they're they're liking it? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. It depends how, like, if they have to be back, if they have to pay their, themselves out of pocket to get back. Like, has the story ended? Are they still in Cancun at the time of this recording? I think, that, I think they're, no, they're back because I saw paparazzi at the Montreal airport filming them uh, as they came back. Uh, and like had cameras in their face as they're coming uh, to the arrivals. So that was kind of mm. interesting. Who got them back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you think that anybody can misstep anymore though? Like 
It's like remember the girl that threw the chair off of the building. Mm. Like, does anybody like is is anybody like is anybody ruined anymore? This kind of gets to one of my topics, but I think we're over time, so I don't think we'll get to that topic. The it's a good no, it's a good question because the problem with the internet is that you can find a bunch of degenerates really quickly that will cheer you on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's like if you're an asshole. Like there's going to be some portion that is feels a lot bigger than it actually is. There's like, yeah, I love your style, you know, and then and mm-hmm. then you won't be, you know, hanging your head in shame. You'll be like, yeah, no, wait a second. I am important. I am a savior of, of some some sort. But yeah, this, well, maybe we can we can wrap on this. This gets to my last sort of question slash topic. Were you going to say something, though, Max, before I do that? I was just going to kind of take us out here. I have I had an idea to wrap on something, too. Uh, oh, do it, do it, do it. Then you, then you take it. Then okay. you take it. I'm going to send you guys a thing I saw on Twitter uh, where basically there's 20 different, um, I guess, subjects. And the top says, give yourself one point for each thing you haven't done. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to read them all to our listeners. And then I think we're all going to post yeah. our numbers. But we can do the math right now really quick. But uh, for our listeners... Uh, give one, give yourself one point for each thing you haven't done. Skip school, broken a bone, fired a gun, done drugs, been in a limo, gotten a tattoo, ridden a horse, sung karaoke, gotten a ticket, been arrested, gone ziplining, been on TV, been on a cruise, gotten a piercing, smoked, met a celeb, been skydiving, had a one night stand skinny dipped been drunk so one point for each thing you haven't done yeah uh I, and everybody mm. can do the math real quick i haven't then... gone zip lining okay <laughs> hold on <laughs> okay one second this is it's so max do you want this to be a tease for us to post on our social media so we're not telling our number no i think we say it now but then we'll post it mm-hmm. on uh, uh, uh yeah one second i got i haven't done this yet either myself, yeah so. <laughs> okay a couple point? questions um yeah. Does ridden a horse like? I feel like as a kid, everybody's like gets on a horse for a second. Does that count? If you like go to like what? the donkey farm or some shit, like you know, like on a school trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about like a pony. Yeah, you're talking about a pony. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that count as a riding yeah, okay. a horse? I don't think so. I'm not no. counting it in mine. And, and does no. uh, does weed count as a drug? I, I'm a horse man. I've spoken about this on a, a past pods. <laughs> That's true. Does weed count as drugs? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, let's, yes. Yes. One thing you haven't what done. if you have just really skinny legs and you dip them in the water? <laughs> <laughs> skinny dipping? Yeah, I like that one. Um, um, yeah, these are good. I mean, so so we're supposed to come up with the numbers. So say our numbers like whatever one or seven or eight that's the that's the amount of things on this list that we have not done done in our lives okay i'll go i'll go first okay okay eight is my number whoa the fun thing about this game is you don't know what what the the things are right so that that's no shaney okay so eight for max max has not done eight of these 20 things Mm -hmm. that's fascinating i I think i could probably guess actually uh shaney what, what what's your number at six six wow okay mikey shoot i'm at three (laughs) <laughs> like the bad boy of the group I like it <laughs> I, I thought your guys numbers would be lower to be honest I'm actually I feel a little self-conscious now that you hit eight Max well you gotta tell us what they are no 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 no, no. 
that's that, that, Mike. Mike's oh about to have goodness. a second child. You know, we don't want this. That's right. Kids listening to this podcast down the road and you know, judging their father. Okay, I think that's good. <laughs> Mike, you sign off. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all. That's our episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you on the next Mike Comers podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.